The Detroit Tigers score a lot of runs. We're going to talk about more of the positive storylines in spring, but we're also going to bring up some of the negative storylines so far in spring. I think we got a big enough of a sample size to start addressing some of those. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the World Baseball Classic, and then we will end on a player preview of the big fella, Miguel Cabrera's farewell season, all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, March 13th, 2023. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. Okay, we are back. I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend, Uh, beautiful weekend here in Metro Detroit. Actually, not really, especially the early part, but I hope everybody had a great weekend uh, and is, you know, happy Monday. I hope everyone's ready to take on the week. So let's talk turkey, okay? Let's talk about the Tigers. This weekend, there was a lot of runs scored. Of Their Tigers lost the first game of the weekend, 4-3 to three to the Yankees. But then the next two, 16-7 victory over the Braves and an 8-7 to seven victory over the Minnesota Twins. Uh, there's a lot, as I said in the cold open, there's a lot of storylines that I continue to follow and continue to think are, are really positive things in, involving the Tigers. And as we get closer to opening day, I'm really excited about a lot, but... I, sometimes I get accused of being a homer, which is fine. Like, I, I, I know I'm a fan first, and I know the Tigers are, like, my biggest passion ever. So, like, I that makes sense. I, I don't uh, – I, I'm not oblivious to that all the time. But um, I, I do – I'm objective in my own head. I'm just very passionate about it, and I think maybe it it gets – some of my objectivity gets lost sometimes uh, for the people that, that think that. But – which is, again, which is fine. But I do want to point out – some of the, I don't want to use the word negative even, but some of the storylines that are, are not positive, some of the players who are not having very good springs. And I think we're at a, a, a really a sweet spot with the spring where like rubber is going to meet the road for some of these dudes. And I think it's important to highlight those as well. So let's start with positives though. Okay. Spencer Turnbull, big positive, looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, he, uh, for two innings, especially he looked incredible. I was very, very impressed. I was very happy. Uh, I was just so pumped. He was on TV. He was doing well. AJ hinge was talking about him during his outing. I w- I was such a happy camper watching Spencer Turnbull pitch. Um, and yeah, the, you know, the command, I-, I think flustered late. You saw the pitch count get a little high there before getting pulled, but, uh, he, his stuff, Oh my goodness. His stuff plays always. It always will. He is, he has such nasty movement. And when the command is even remotely decent, he is darn near unhittable. And I thought in the first two innings of this game, he pretty much was unhittable. Now, again, the third inning, the command went a little bit by the wayside. The pitch count started getting a little bit higher, but for where he's at right now, uh, I think this is a great sign and he's at a really good spot. Uh, we're, we're still building back up to pre-Tommy John stamina with him as far as how far he can go in his starts. 
So seeing him get stretched out more and more from start to start over the spring is great. And really, I just I pay attention to, okay, he looked good for whatever, 35 pitches in uh, on Friday's start. And so next outing, I look for him to take a little bit of a step forward and maybe last a little bit longer and and be as sharp as he was longer. I think more importantly, even than just staying in the game longer. So uh, that that's a really good development and continues to be. And I love watching Spencer Turnbull pitch. So uh, let's move on next. Jonathan Scope, okay? So now let's talk about one of the not-so-fun storylines of the spring. Uh, he didn't hit well in the WBC. I love Jonathan Scope. I really do. I, I think he brought some light on an era of Tigers baseball that was not very great. I think it's one of the few good signings that the previous regime made. Uh, I thought that he was a a really fine player for a team that did not have a lot of really fine players when he first joined. And it's just objective that last year was brutal at the plate. So far in the spring, has not been any better. And in the World Baseball Classic, it was also not very good. So we're at a point now where if we can just have a frank discussion about it, like, as I said earlier, rubber's going to, like, we need, a, we need a decision here. And I don't think that he's going to get cut tomorrow. I don't think that he's going to get cut even before opening day, to be completely honest with you. But I do think that he is on thin ice. He's on a, a really short leash. And if this team is is serious about earmarking at-bats for younger players – we know for a fact, it doesn't matter how good Jonathan Scope, he could have an 1,000 OPS this year. He is not the long-term second baseman of the future for this baseball team. We know that. We all do. It's darn near objective. Okay? So, we don't have the long-term piece. He's only under contract the rest of the year. And he's coming off comfortably the worst season of his career. I think... Once the Tigers get to a point where they believe there's just flat out no value in trading him, like we are going to get nothing for return, it is going to be impossible to move him, they are going to cut ties with him. I can almost guarantee you he's not on this baseball team after August 30 or July 31st, rather. And... I, I I think that that decision might come sooner rather than later. Like, if we're having this conversation in late May, right? Like, June 1st is around the corner, and Jonathan Scope's OPS is 580. I, I think it's over. I think his Tigers tenure is over. And look, obviously, time will tell. He gets hot at the end of spring. The, the April, he looks really good. He's playing good defense still, and he's got his power back. Then great. Then he's going to play himself onto a contender in the second half of the season. But we are trying to look for any and all options for long-term solutions to, like, what, seven different positions? And we know that Jonathan Scope is not the answer to that question, no matter how good he does this year. So uh, I really do think that that as he every day that goes by and he continues to struggle, 
it's unfortunate, but we're, we're at a point now where a, a decision is going to be have to is going to have to be made sooner rather than later. And it wouldn't surprise me if that decision was made as early again as like May. I'm, I, I still am not of the belief that he's just like not going to make the team or anything. Um, but I, I, at this point, who knows? It, it's just it's really unfortunate that he fell off as quickly as he did. Um, so we'll see what happens, but something to, to, to keep an eye on for sure as spring training goes forward. Let's talk Matt Manning, another guy who has really struggled in the spring. Um, the velocity's all over the place. And, and it's not even like if it was consistently low, you'd be like, all right, this is weird and annoying. Let's try and fix it. But it's not. It's like low and inconsistent. He'll just randomly pump like 93 or 94, and then he'll go back to 89, and you're like, what is happening? Um, he hit five earned runs in three innings in his start over the weekend. And look, that inconsistency has kind of been the problem for his entire major league career, right? Uh, I mean, velocity has been wildly inconsistent throughout his entire major league career. And stuff has, uh, I'm not, it's not as dramatic as the velocity as far as inconsistency goes, but it's been a little inconsistent in that regards as well. This is no longer like the fun top prospect that you're like, oh, just wait. Like this is going to be his third. Once he pitches one outing this season, it will be the third separate season that Matt Manning has pitched at the major league level. It won't be his third full season, but he will have pitched in three Major League Baseball seasons. Uh, again, at rubber's going to like meet the road. Like we, we, Decisions are going to have to be made. And no, like Matt Manning isn't getting cut or anything. It's not the same situation as Jonathan Scope. They're going to give him every opportunity to turn this around. Um, and, and I'm not the biggest, like the spring train doesn't mean the world to me. I, I'm not the biggest, like take a ton of stock in what happens in spring training, okay? When it comes to a number standpoint. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in segment two because some people are probably going to get mad at me for a take I'm going to have in that. But this is this is not like me. I, I'm not even talking about his ERA or his strikeout numbers or his walk numbers. I'm talking about objective, how hard he's throwing the baseball, and his command has been brutal. So... The rest of spring is going to be really telling. I, I think he will be on the opening day rotation regardless. I, I think that that's going to happen. They want to see what they have in him, and they want to exhaust every option of, of trying to, to turn it around. But um, And I, I don't want to be too dramatic the opposite end either. Like, you know, he, he could have two good starts, and then we're talking about like, oh, look, like he turned it around. Good for him. You know what I mean? I, I'm not trying to – Make it sound like it's it's unrecoverable, like he's a lost cause. But it, it's prove-it time. That's what I'm trying to say. It's prove-it time for Matt Manning. This is a huge season. Comfortably the biggest season of his career up to this point. This is a prove-it year. You got you, you to gotta show your career trajectory, and you got to show people that you are a, a part of this rotation going forward. Because I don't think we have seen, we've seen flashes, but I don't think we've, anybody has really been proven of that yet. Like, uncertainty. Cool? All right. 
Let's talk about uh, some more players. We'll start with an injury update, uh, and then we'll get into some other conversations that are happening throughout the spring. But first, I'm going to tell you all about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's really easy to join, so join today. Then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile picture, and you can spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questioning make it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small business rates LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Number one, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn jo- LinkedIn.com slash MLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Segment two, Locked on Tigers. One day I'm going to get that URL right on the first try. One day. It's just, I say LinkedIn jobs so often. And then when I'm reading the URL and the jobs isn't in the URL, it really throws me for a loop, but one day I'm going to get it. Okay. Let's talk about uh, Matt Veerling. We can start with nothing, no update or anything. I don't know anything you don't know, but he was on the injury report, uh, knee strain. He, he sounded like he was ready to return relatively soon. And and it was just kind of, kind of be a day by day thing. I don't know what soon means. I don't know if that means that like he's going to play in spring still and be back before opening day, or if it's kind of going to be more around opening day. I I don't, that's really a subjective timeline in my opinion. Uh, But it sounds like he wants to get back out there relatively quickly. So I think that's a good sign. Let's talk Parker Meadows. This is the one I was referring to earlier. I'm going to be a little bit of a stick in the mud here. Not to say that he hasn't had a fantastic spring because he has, but there's still a lot of things that I want to see Parker Meadows do before I am like, hey, put him on the opening day roster. If the season started tomorrow, even despite the, the great weekend he had, the two homers and everything, I, I would still start him in AAA. And look, if you get to mid-May, late May, and he is crushing righties still, and he's flashing the leather in the outfield and using the speed well and you're really impressed with him, absolutely call him up. Um, this is not like a, he has to be in AAA more. I don't care about timelines like that. Like when players are ready, they're ready. But I, I, I think that there, again, is still just a lot more that I want to see developmentally that I haven't seen consistently yet for me to be like, yep, all the like concerns I had last year are just automatically gone. And because he's crushing spring training pitching means that he will crush regular season pitching off rip. Okay. Those are two very different things. And again, as I said earlier with, when talking about Matt Manning, I'm not a guy that, that puts the weight of the world into spring training numbers. I'm just not, and I'm never going to be, to be honest with you. So uh, there's still a lot I want to see. I still want to see him consistently, hit lefties better. I still want to see him hit breaking balls just better in general. He's really doing well against fastballs and he's crushing right-handed or that throw fastballs. And, and that's, again, that's great. That's great for development. 
And he can still be a positive contributor to the major league level this season, right? If he gets off to a hot start in the minors and they give him a call and whatnot, I, I'm not saying that he can't be good in the majors. I'm not even really saying he can't make the opening day roster and I wouldn't support it. I'm just saying on March 13th, I'm not there yet. And we have two more weeks of spring ball and I want to see what he does in those. Fair? Can we reach like somewhat of an understanding there? Somewhat of an agreement? I, I just, you know, I, I people are, uh, football is king. Okay, this is all going to make sense. Just bear with me. Football is king. And I feel like football People are, are very reactionary because it's only a 17-game season. And, like, you have to be. Baseball is not. Baseball is very fluid. And this is a conversation that, that a, a lot of other people have had, right? Uh, Tony Paul ha- has talked about this. Um, the, the, the guys over at Woodward Tigers have had this conversation. Like, it, it, it's just – it's so much more than, oh, he had one bad, bad game, get him out of here. Or, oh, he had one two-home run game, he's ready for the majors. That's just not how baseball works. And so I just need to see a little bit more still. And and not more in the sense of statistics. I need to see more in what I think he lacks in, which is, as we said in his player preview, you can go see all of the things that I think he needs to improve on still. Let's see him hit breaking balls a little bit more. Let There's still some holes in that strike zone that I think pitchers can pound and, and really – uh, get some swings and misses on him. And then lefties in general is obviously the big one. So not, not a hit piece, not saying anything has been wrong with what he has done. He has done amazing things already in the spring. Um, but I, I'm not ready to just be like, oh, we had a two home run game. He, he needs to be on the opening day roster. Makes sense. Cool. Uh, Spencer Torgelson, I'm really tired of this dialogue. He got unlucky again, but then eventually hit the ball well. So, like, I, I'm kind of over having that conversation what seems like 8 million times. Matthew Boyd, fantastic spring. Four innings pitched, one hit, one walk, six strikeouts in his outing. He has struck out a ton of hitters this offseason, off season, this spring, rather. Um, I, I think that he's looked really sharp. I think his movement has been really, really solid. Uh, I... I the runs he's giving up are still mostly via the home run, which is very on brand and something that we're very used to. But he has been absolutely fantastic in the spring. And so that's definitely a positive storyline. Uh, you know, regular season is a whole different ball game, and, and we'll see what happens. But the, the swing and miss stuff has really been there. And even if you're not looking at statistics and you're just talking about just like raw metrics and what he's doing, uh, the, the the movement has uh, objectively been really, really good on the slider. Still hangs it every once in a blue moon. And when it does get hung, it it, it gets, you know, <laughs> you hang, we bang, right? Like that's <laughs> that, that's still very much a thing. But uh, I, I it's impossible to ignore how good he's looked in the spring. And, and this outing, he, he was stellar, okay? Garrett Hill, one inning, one hit, two Ks uh, in his outing on the last game of the weekend i believe was it the twins game i think uh regardless every day i become more and more convinced that he is going to get a bullpen spot uh, i i honestly if the season started tomorrow i would predict that and i would agree with it uh he, he has looked so good out of the pen and it's not something i i really foresaw like that we, you can go back and listen to the episodes going into the spring when we talk about some of these guys I didn't expect Garrett Hill to to just start pumping 97 mile an hour heat 
and 97 mile an hour cheddar with with a 96 mile an hour sinker i didn't see that coming when they said hey like just throw use all your energy because you're coming out of the pen for only two innings and 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 he's been great and so that that's something that i really like to see and and that uh, i will continue to keep an eye on as the spring goes along but as it stands right now i think uh, garrett hill getting a bullpen spot is is pretty pretty likely i would even say RJ Pettit pitched this weekend. This is just like a really quick thing. RJ Pettit's like in minor league camp. He's not on the major league uh, side of, of spring training. Um, and he's like not on the 40 man and not going to make the opening day roster in a million years. But uh, it was one of my favorite draft picks from a couple of years ago. He's like six, eight, like 280 pounds or something. He's just like this, this beast of a human. And uh, I, I had him on the show before we were even on YouTube, like a long while ago, we interviewed him. Uh, after he got drafted and he's just like the coolest dude ever and so seeing him get an opportunity and kind of close the door there and in uh in his outing didn't give up any runs or anything was kind of cool to see so just shout out rj pettit man the dog uh whistler had a rough weekend again his era is like 21 or something in spring uh with this very competitive and fluid bullpen situation we have going on I'm not sure too many people can can afford to struggle uh, as as mightily as he had now it's a minor league option with an invite to spring so we'll see on opening day kind of what happens if he does stay with the organization and just goes down to the minors or whatnot and and he's not still out of the question to make the opening day roster I, I i don't believe that he's just like doesn't have a chance to make it still um but something to keep an eye on for sure he, he's given up a lot of hard contact uh wing inter i always struggle with his last name struck out the side and a save on uh on was that the Twins game too? Looked really solid. I, uh, he's kind of like an effectively wild kind of pitcher, which I don't dislike, but uh, definitely has its ups and downs. Kerry Carpenter had a couple of solid hits. Uh, he had a home run. Do we talk about it? That might have been Thursday's game, but had a couple more hard hits over the weekend as well. His at-bats are just a roller coaster. Like, he, he, he will go from like getting diced up and then he just like, he sees a fastball and he hones in on it and crushes it. So uh, we'll, we'll see some adjustments definitely still to be made. I still think Badu has him edged out as far as opening day roster spot as it stands today, but uh, good to see him get some hits at, at least and make some hard contact over the weekend. Okay. I think that's it. Let's do a really quick player preview on Miguel Cabrera. Cause I don't think it'll take long. And I think we're all kind of on the same page with it. Uh, and then we'll get you all out of here. Okay. Enjoy your Monday. We will do that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you love. You have a favorite par or buff, bar or puff rather, and now is your time to make it count. So go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote on your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the churro. I have been talking about it forever. If you listen to Lockdown Red Wings, I give Brian a ton of crap because he still hasn't tried one. It's amazing. My life is different after having eaten it, okay? So that is where my votes will go, uh, assuming they're they're in there and, and on the bracket and everything. Um, you, you, you have to be a part of it. They do it every single year. It's super fun. It's a great way to get an idea for what bars are popular and whatnot. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will also be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners specifically will get a free box of built bars. Not only that, but one locked on fan 
will get a 12-month subscription to Built Bar to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly to them straight to your door. That sounds freaking awesome, and I'm upset I am not going to be in the running for it. You have to try Built. It's the best protein bar ever. They're so amazing. You won't realize they're good for you, but they're covered in, in real chocolate. They're high in protein, low in sugar. They are absolutely amazing. So run to Built, run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Third and final segment here, Locked On Tigers. Man, I, I am URLs are not my friend today. I am really butchering some websites. I'm very sorry uh, to the lovely people at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMLB and Built Bar. Uh, but that really, really, really laboring today. Okay, let's talk Miguel Cabrera. This is not a very long conversation. Okay, it's not. Uh the, the 2022 numbers, we'll go over them really quickly. Last year, 254 average, 305 OBP, 317 slug. He was a negative one-and-a-half win player, uh, six-and-a-half walk rate, 23.3% K rate. Uh, that walk rate is 4% lower than his career mark, and the K rate is 5% higher than his career mark. Uh, his baseball savant, a lot of blue. Uh, respect to him. The average exit velocity is actually still 67th percentile, which is not bad, but everything else, I mean, within like 39th percentile and lower, uh, pretty much across the board. Now let's, I don't want to just be on here and just be like super disrespectful. I will always have love in my heart for Miguel Cabrera. Let's really quickly look at his 2015 baseball savant page. Okay. 2015, I think, is the first year they they did baseball savant. Let's let's just go over some of these, okay? If you just want a fun afternoon, just start looking at old Miguel Cabrera numbers, and you will go down so many rabbit holes that are absolutely fascinating. Average exit velocity in 2015, 100th percentile, best in baseball. Max exit velocity, 98th percentile. Hard hit rate, 100th percentile, best in baseball. Expected weighted on base percentage, 100th percentile, best in baseball. Expected batting average, 100th percentile, best in baseball. Expected slugging percentage, 100th percentile, best in baseball. Barrel rate, 90th percentile. K rate, 68th percentile. Walk rate, 97th percentile. Chase rate, 62nd percentile. You are talking about genuinely one of the greatest hitters to ever walk the face of the planet. I don't ever want to get that twisted, okay? I know what he is now. We all know what he is now, but this is 2015. This is not even peak Miguel Cabrera. This is not even in the top three versions of Miguel Cabrera that we saw. And that is what his baseball savant page looked like that year. So no disrespect to Miguel Cabrera and the fantastic player that he is. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer through and through. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. You know all the accolades. Okay, let's talk about this season. I don't think he's going to play too much. I really don't. I think everybody's expecting like the farewell tour where he's going to play as much as possible. I really don't. Uh, I, I think once a series, 
maybe some of the weekend series like they they you know like he'll always play on Sundays I feel like right they try to the Sunday day games they try to draw people out to the ballpark and you know family days and stuff like that I think he'll probably play a lot of Sundays but uh and maybe you know home series maybe they they try to put him out there for two games uh, or something like that but I, I mean, genuinely, I, I don't, I don't see him playing like over a hundred games or anything like that. I, I, I think this, this is going to be a, a lot more of a, you know, oh, this is the Miguel Cabrera day this week. Like, gotta make sure, you know, if you want to see him one more time, you gotta make sure you see him. And on the road, especially, I don't expect to see him too terribly much on the road either. Okay, there, there's some speculation by fans uh, and by just personalities in general the media uh that he might not even like well i'm not going to say he might not finish the season the speculation is the people saying that think there is a chance he won't finish the season miguel has not indicated in any way shape or form that that he would not finish this season but there is some belief out there by some people that uh that he might not finish I, personally I think there's just way too much money to be made for the Tigers for them to like push him out. If he comes to that decision on his own, maybe they'd be like, Hey, give us one more like week or month or something. So we can sell some tickets, but like, sure. I I, I just, I think there's way too much money to be made for the Illich family for that. Um, uh, really like if we're talking about scenarios in which that's even possible, like I think the team would have to be really bad, which I know a lot of people think is going to happen. So fine. Uh, but uh, like his numbers would have to be dreadful, like really, really dreadful. Like I, I'm talking like sub 200 batting average, like even less power than we were already used to, uh, just looking like uncompetitive as it gets at the plate. Um, and like, there's always an injury factor with Miggy, unfortunately, that's just the reality of the situation for the last five years at this point. I personally, I think he's playing the year out. I, I, I do. Um, He'll DH. He might be a first baseman in like his last game or something, but he's going to DH. At this point, I expect nothing. And I don't mean that in in disrespectful connotation. I just, he was a negative one and a half win player last year. I I don't expect, I don't go into a season anymore and go, oh, if we can just get, you know, a a, a 250 average and and 10 homers from Miggy, that'd be awesome. I, I don't, I don't put those out there anymore. It's like extra credit on a test. I I already know what I think the team is going to be this year. And anything we get from Miguel Cabrera is extra credit. Is it going to change your grade? Probably not. It's a point or two of extra credit. And I don't think you should either. I don't think anyone should go into this season and be like, oh, what are we expecting out of Miggy this year? I'm not going to even throw that out there. I don't think anyone should. If you still go into each Miguel Cabrera expecting results, I think you're just going to be uh, <laughs> upset. <laughs> I think you're just going to be really upset as the season goes along. And I think, you, honestly, if you have for the last couple of years, you're probably already there. I know some people uh, already are. I, I Again, I read my own comment section. But, like, I analyze this team daily. But, like, don't get it twisted. I, I'm still very much a fan first. And this is still, like, one of the, the – this team has always been, like, one of my, my biggest passions in life. And Miguel Cabrera has been on my baseball team 
since the last time he wasn't, I was in like third or fourth grade. I'm in my mid-20s. Like he has been a staple of excellence for this team for my entire childhood. And yes, my adult life, that's very different. But I I will always have, I will always be a a fan of what he was able to do on the field and how incredible heights he reached on the field. And so, again, I, I don't expect anything. He reached all the milestones. There's no more milestones to reach. It's just, it's the farewell tour. And I'm going to try to enjoy it as best I can. And I'm not going to expect him to play. And and I do want to earmark at-bats for young players. We'll end on this. I, I do. So if Miggy's playing 140 games and it's blocking somebody else that we think is, is deserving some at-bats, then sure, let's get upset together about it. But I'm going to watch... One of the, the the heroes on the baseball field of my childhood, one last time. And I, I don't think that they're going to overlap. I, I don't think that he's going to take away a ton of at-bats from players. I think that, that the earmarking at-bats thing and giving Miguel Cabrera his farewell tour is, are both very possible because I don't expect him to be out there every single game. Okay, just going to take it for what it is and try to uh, enjoy one last ride. All right, cool. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check on the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty, that's all I got for y'all. I appreciate y'all rocking with me. Almost regular season time. It's right around the corner. World Baseball Classic is absolutely electric. Um, We ball, baby. That's all I got. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tide. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.